We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have beaten Sheffield United by eight goals to nil at their place at Bramall Lane to equal Newcastle's biggest ever Premier League win. A simply ridiculous game of football. I'm Alex. I have Charlotte, Ben, Cy and Mark Cowley alongside me. What are we doing at eight o'clock on a Sunday night? We're sat in a Sheffield City Centre <laughs> car park. That's how we're all. We've all been in the away end today. What a day. What a result. What a silly game this is sometimes. But God, was it enjoyable to watch and therefore hopefully talk about with you people. We're on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. We're going to have a review of this one even more so. We're going to have previews of Manchester City and whoever will play after that. I think it's Burnley. But right now, I just want to think about Newcastle United scoring eight times in a Premier League game against Sheffield United. Charlotte, you were there, you experienced it, you enjoyed it, I assume. Tell us about it. Yeah, imagine if I hadn't enjoyed it. Imagine if my response was, nah. <laughs> um, I have this voice from celebrating. Eight goals is a lot of goals to celebrate, isn't it? Um, I had a cold anyway, so it, well, it didn't. this hasn't helped me. But, um, oh my God, it was a party in the away end today. It was absolutely class. So much fun. Um, eight different goal scorers, eight different eight goals, no goals for Sheffield. Um, and I'm just buzzing. It's what we needed. I'm sure we'll talk about it later on in the podcast about what this means in the context of everything else. But this is what we needed. We needed to absolutely annihilate another team. Yeah, Sheffield a bit shit. We'll talk about that. But uh, it was mint. Ben, I'm going to pass to you. Yeah, uh, it was absolutely class. I think... Um it's been a result that's been coming. Um, I, I think we've we've been unlucky in some games. I mean, the some of the performances of the season have, have warranted more than we've got, um, and everything just clicked today. Um, yes, it was against a, a pretty poor opposition, but um, you, you've got to say every, everyone like one one to eleven. Everyone had a really really good good game today, um, especially the 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 kind of the, the front six um, we'll call it because that's pretty much how they were playing for most of the game. Um, they just dominated in in Sheffield, despite kind of having a lot of men kind of behind the ball and whatnot. Just just couldn't stop with uh, couldn't close down any of the space, um, and it was just a completely dominant performance. And um, it's it's a big one to kind of give us a lot of confidence. We'll take a huge amount of confidence from this one. Obviously, capping off a really good week where we've taken six points, obviously a point away. Um, in the Champions League from Milan as well, so it's it's something to build on, and uh, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted with uh, with how it's gone. Echo to what you were saying. I wanted ten, but <laughs> we, we got eight. But um, 
yeah, unbelievable days. This will be a day we'll remember for for many years to come. Um, we're meant to be fatigued, tired from from um, Tuesday's game, but yeah, just a great, great game. Eight goals. Um, like I say, making history with eight different goal scorers. Um, I thought it was going to be a tough game. I, people were saying, "Oh, we'll win convincingly." I remember Charlotte, you said in the podcast would. We did five nil, and I thought oh, you're taking the piss a bit. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I was like, "There's no chance." And then when we got the one, I was like, oh, "We're gonna get when we get a second. This will be it." But to get it, uh, unbelievable. Um, I know we're gonna see a lot more um, clean sheet as well um, in that. But yeah, just w- what a great day! Absolutely buzzing. Yeah, two things I want to say is uh, one: can we please have a draining Champions League away tie every midweek before a Premier League fixture, please? That, that that was nice. Uh, thanks, Dodds. Got one giggle there. Cheers. <laughs> Two, it's taken 11 years for me. Uh, I've, I've spent 11 years talking about how Chelsea away, 2-0, Papi Cissé was my favourite away game. It's been top today. It, that was incredible. Watching us score eight goals, eight different scores in eight different ways. Just so many, so many things to enjoy about this game. We absolutely battered these. And now... I'll probably get into how bad I thought Sheffield United were, but they haven't been up to this point and they've looked like a team who's given everyone at least a game. But today we just crushed them. Crushed them like like some sort of like non-league opposition. This is Newcastle United. Clean sheet, eight goals. This is what we can do when we play well. This is what we can do with confidence. I'm so excited for, for the rest of the season now. Yeah, it's mint, isn't it? It's just mint. Everything's <laughs> just so mint. I'm so happy. Yeah, there's there's possibly a couple of players today, definitely Callum Wilson, who thinks he's left a couple out there. That's the ridiculous thing. Newcastle's dominance was such, it was probably, this sounds silly, but it was probably more than eight. Newcastle could have had 13, 14. We're getting silly. Like, I just, I just feel... <laughs> I just feel like that has been coming a long time, not just this season. We've, oh, we've left a few hammerings out there. We've battered Villa on the opening day. My memory goes a little bit hazy about what happened after that. I just remember beating Brentford, going to Milan and getting a point. And I just I suppose want to talk about what a week it has been for Newcastle United. You can kind of judge people in life, but also particularly in football and uh, in the Premier League. You know, when the chips are down a little bit, you know, there was a lot of online discourse criticising team selections, criticising playing 10 men instead of 11. Um, and, and obviously the results, that Brighton game, uh, did it come just before an international break, possibly? And it just, you know, it, we looked we looked yards off them in that game, particularly in the second half. But it's okay. Newcastle are a very, very, very good side. We've come into this week, two crucial Premier League games, a massive away game at AC Milan, and we've kept three clean sheets. And that, to me, reminds me of the Newcastle United of old, of last season, more than the eight goals does today. The fact that we're able to kind of keep the opposition out, and if we do that, you give yourself a great chance of winning the game. Today, we've taken the piss and scored eight goals. Could have had more. And I just feel like we're back. I just feel like, you know, we're a little bit off the pace in terms of the pace that is in the Premier League. But wow, who would want to play Newcastle United in this mood? Because Sheffield United, like, Sai or Cowley correctly said, have come into this game in terrible form and the manager's under a lot of pressure. But apart from you, Charlotte, and the uh, the patron preview that you did when you predicted 5-0, I don't think anyone was predicting a riot like this. And, you know, Newcastle United were just on it. I want to say from minute one, maybe we'll call it minute 10. We'll get into that later in the show. But ultimately, just one of those days that it was kind of a privilege to be there. I think when the five and six went in, I'm like turning around to look at the scoreboard to make sure I've kept track. 
of what the score actually is. We had a goal disallowed as well. We missed some other chances. There was a, a, a from the away end, it looked like a cast iron penalty for Anthony Gordon at the other end. I don't know. We haven't seen a highlight because they can't fit that shit into small highlight packages on YouTube <laughs> because there's so many goals to cover. I suppose we really to, to finish part one. I should just go back round the group and I suppose like you know you were all there. You're all in the end. Is it the is it the best game you've ever been to, Charlotte? Is it is, are these memories that are going to last a lifetime, or is it just we've turned up and battered a terrible team? You know, um, Wolves away in October 2021 was re- was was up there, but um, uh, I think maybe that was the best away game I've ever been to. We've had some amazing results and games at St James's Park, but in terms of away games, yeah, the party atmosphere. That and 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 Sai said to me early on in the game, it, it, it like Wolves actually, you're kind of spread out across a stand on like a sort of low tier. And it is quite hard to get a bit of atmosphere going. Um, it's hard to get songs going. It's not as big. It's not the it's not the longer side of, of the pitch like like at Wolves. But um, after the second or third goal, it was like endless atmosphere. It was so much fun. It was just brilliant. I'm just buzzing to have been there. Like a historic day for Newcastle. Hundred um, percent. It's it's the best game I've been to. I think. Um, I mean, rarely do you see a team score eight goals for starters. Um, the performance, as I say, everyone just played so well today, um, and it'll be it'll be tough to top that. Um, I mean, as you say, that the clean sheet was really like impressive, um, despite them kind of being poor. And I just think, yeah, it's it, it's a massive, massive kind of statement win, a confidence booster, and uh, I can't wait for City on Wednesday now. Yeah, I'm trying to like. I've been to plenty, plenty of away games through the um, through the years. I'm trying to like look back and trying to think which is which is the best. And you look at like bigger teams and who we've played. I don't think we've won many of them games away. So I, yeah, in terms of scoring eight goals, it's, it's probably up there, if, if not the best. Um, just yeah, it's an unbelievable day. It's, it's one of them games where it, it's not like a couple of years ago. It's it's when what the bottom three haven't won a game and Sheffield haven't won a game. You probably think Newcastle break records for like Sheffield winning this game. And you think a couple of years ago it's one nil Sheffield. No point of coming. Like this is what this is what really happened. But this is a it's just a different era. It's a different Newcastle side. And yeah, we didn't expect eight, but um, expect the win. But yeah, just a um, but like party atmosphere in the way. And John Beresford was was. Um, <laughs> Was I, I don't know if you had a seat. He was just walking around everywhere. Just <laughs> everyone was just like getting yeah, pictures, singing his name. It was yeah, it was um, unbelievable day. Yeah, yeah. I said it before. Um, it it just about tops the Chelsea game for me. Um, I'll probably still talk about the Chelsea game for another twenty years in this podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's what, going away, following a team away, and, and watching teams score eight goals is what dreams are made of. You go to away games. I mean, we've spent 15 years attending away games just hoping Newcastle score just hoping Newcastle put shots on target and, and make something happen get in the box give us something to cheer about um, watching us just score and it wasn't like a, a flurry of goals it was just like goals throughout the game like they were nicely spaced out we got 10 minutes to kind of settle down between each goal boom goal again boom goal again it was just yeah that is, that is as good as it gets um, as a travelling fan um, and yes Sheffield United they, they are bad dodgy and I will get into that but that no one's bad enough to lose 8-0 at home that was all Newcastle just being class uh, across the 11 men everything was right play man for man it just it just was perfect if only Eddie Howe uh, was capable of managing 
Champions League and Premier League games. His uh-huh. lack of his lack of experience obviously stopped that from being like twenty or something stupid like that. But yeah, <laughs> we'll leave part one there. We're going to do some actual analysis in the rest of the show rather than talk about how ridiculous this result is, which it is. Um, so back after these adverts, you can get these podcasts advertisement free for just three pounds a month on our Patreon. Speak to you after these. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Part two of the show now. Let's get into what actually happened at Sheffield United 8, Newcastle United. Oh, I did it wrong. Sheffield United 0, Newcastle United 8. I was going to say, I won't tire of saying this, but I couldn't even say it right. I just want to ask, Sai, I want to ask you, I suppose, a question which maybe the rest of the country who aren't just wallowing in this beautiful victory are asking themselves is, was it a case of Newcastle United being really, really fucking good or were Sheffield United, like, inescapably dog shit? <laughs> I think if we're trying to be reasonable here, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I've never seen Newcastle gifted so much time on the ball, like, across the pitch, we were we were winning up it back with ease. Now that that is credit down to Botman Share. I thought Trippier and Byrne were excellent at fullback as well. Um, but they they kind of ceded possession. It was quite easily. And every time we had the ball, we looked dangerous. But they just got nowhere near us. Now it, it's it really felt like that was a kind of FA Cup third round tie against a non-league side. It really felt like that was men versus boys. Um, that said, that's as well as we've played all season. It really important um, that we've we've kind of found our, our scoring feet again. We found our kind of confidence because that looked like eleven men who had all the confidence in the world. So that's important. But yeah, I mean, Sheffield United are definitely going down. They're probably going to finish bottom. Um, they they were they were shocking. But I don't want to take away from this result on this occasion. It was fucking brilliant. So yeah, um, a bit of both. A bit of both. I mean, before this game, coming into this game, Sheffield United um, have been competitive in games. Um, you should probably say a little bit unlucky, really. Um, lost quite late on in Man City. Lost, I mean, if last season they probably would have been Spurs, but with these 10 minutes at a time, they mm-hmm. end up getting beat there. So they have been quite competitive, only lost by a goal if so. But And I expected coming into this game to be a bit of a battle, um, just the way they played. And that, like I say, they have been lucky, but... 
Um, just I thought like I mean look at the start of the game there was not much in it but then once we we got that goal out of pretty much nowhere really great work by by Gordon um, and then that. you know Longstaff a good finish <laughs> as well. I'm gonna, but um, yeah um, and then it just kind of felt looking at a few of the attacks Sheffield United had I just didn't feel that they were ever going to I mean it's at this point but never going to go up against that defence a couple of times got to the edge of the box but didn't know what to do we just felt quite comfortable in terms of defending that really obviously having Botman in there it's just in what, against for example Brighton it's just it's completely worlds apart really but we just didn't look in danger of, and they didn't like test Pope at all really and I thought getting that second goal was, was key and um, once I just felt if we get this second goal here Watching from the stands, there's no chance these these are going to score two goals here. And then we we got that, and then yeah, we know what we know what happened the rest of it. But yeah, like I say, Sheffield will will come into this game thinking right, we can uh, Newcastle play midweek. Um, it's a home game. We've we've give Man City a game. We nearly got a draw. We we should have probably beat Everton. It's here, but now it's kind of we we might get something here. But yeah, it's just didn't look like that at all so a bit of yeah Sheffield being shy but we just give them absolutely nothing um, so you, yeah just like I say from the first part of the show just what a performance the thing that surprised me was how much um, space they afforded with at times yeah. I mean the midfield and, and front three just had acres of space I mean at least three or four of the goals come from just play, like players running through the middle un unchallenged and then I mean especially the Miggy goal for example Bruno just runs through unchallenged and just slides the ball through a massive wide open gap that Miggy's just sprinting through and he, and he t- hits a really good finish but that happened time and time again today um, the, the the space that we were getting out wide I mean Trippier's ended up with, with three assists today could have had more um, obviously two of them from set pieces which uh, shout out to them as well because we never score from them um, so well done uh, Sheffield for conceding to and you cast aside that never ever score from from any corners or, or free kicks, um, but we 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 just killed them. And the the big thing for me was, as the lads have said, I mean this is a, a surely Sheffield were kind of looking at this game as being a big big chance for an upset. This is Newcastle side that have just had a knacker in ninety minutes in Milan and and a ridiculous heat and kind of really looked like they were like, like flagging the whole game. Um, and you'd have thought that the, the, they would come and attack us and make it really difficult and, and be getting into us and pressuring us and trying to outwork us, but it was completely the opposite. Newcastle United ran Sheffield ragged a day. Um, and as I say, the, the, the space opened up because we were just we had too much pace for them, we, we had too much desire, and everything was there. And yes, you can, you can say that's not good enough at this level by Sheffield, but at the same time, you've got to give Newcastle credit that we came with a, an unbelievable attitude and then the confidence grew and as you say after that first goal it was just how many we're going to get here lads I mean we're, we're only lucky to only be three at half time I think and then how we've only scored five in the second half is, is incredible um, but yeah no it was it was a mix of bad from Sheffield but I think they looked worse because of how good Newcastle were today yeah, well said. Uh, you know, I totally agree. And I think I think the point again, which was really well well made earlier, is you know there are lots of teams that play badly at home in the Premier League to good to good sides. They don't lose eight 0 I think I think that if this had been three or four, you, you might be able to look at okay, well, you haven't faced much of an opponent today. You've been professional. You've got your job done. But to score eight 
like it really should be lauded and really shows you the desire of the team you know like Ben you just touched on it there even in the 90th minute we're high and bodies in the way where we're winning the ball back it just it just looked like men against boys is such a, a cliche particularly when some of our boys would look like men which doesn't make any sense because we had these young lads <laughs> playing in Anderson and Gordon but who they just look a yard faster they look fitter they look stronger they look they look able to take the ball off off Sheffield United at will and one of the things Sheffield United is supposed to have going for them is that they're this like championship side full of like hard lads who are used to 46 games a season the championship we've turned up today like you say Ben after Milan and 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 and, and just really treated them with a kind of disdain um you know first 10 minutes aside the game was more even in the first 10 um then then Barnes goes off and it looks like he's got quite a bad injury Anthony Gordon will talk about in a bit but from from then on Newcastle should have been ahead really before they were ahead Callum Wilson has a couple of chances and um, it's just incredible and I, I really want to touch on before we get into the team in general I want to touch on the fact that Newcastle were able to rotate the whole front three today the whole front three also bring in Elliot Anderson in midfield so kind of four of the front six are rotated and do that to Sheffield United and it you know I made a joke earlier about it Newcastle have been relatively fortunate, I think, in their fixtures after Champions League games. But they're still Premier League teams. They're still away games. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be the hard stuff. Like this is like the, the win against Brentford was supposed to be so important because you've got to go to Milan and then you've got to go away from home again, and that's supposed to be difficult. Who, whoever you've got in the Premier League, whether they're harder. Harder fixes, easier fixes. That's supposed to be one of the hardest things to do. Again, with an inexper- a mostly inexperienced squad, an inexperienced coaching staff, and they've gone and fucking won eight, eight at Sheffield United. There's actually a point in the second half when Howe made his triple subs at six 0 I thought, who's he actually protecting here? His players or the opposition? Because this wasn't about seventy minutes, and it could be fucking twenty. As it turns out, we still scored two more and still had lots more chances and probably should have scored more. But that strength in depth today, being able to bring on an 18-year-old kid in Hall, being able to bring on Tino Livermento, that's you know that's what made it perfect today because this is it now. We've got Man City, we've got other games to come. We need the squad. Everyone has to contribute. And again, the stats and the, the record for eight different goal scorers in a Premier League game is beautiful in terms of it's just a nice start, but it's also kind of really important that there's so many contributions. And Sven Botman's score today, great for him to get his first goal for Newcastle, but fuck me, he was good. When the game was tight, when the game was alive, Sven Botman, in my opinion, was the best player on the pitch, maybe alongside Anthony Gordon. It's so important to have players who can... like the, I was watching Botman because I was pretty close to the front today, and like the first five actions he's got in that game are absolutely perfect. The headers all go to our players, the interceptions are perfect, the clearances, the passes, everything perfect and for him to do that after defending as much as he had to do in Milan it just bodes really well for the future and I suppose then if we're going to talk about the team and what we did well we have to talk about Newcastle's left hand side today because god it was nice to watch us dominate from an attacking sense down the left instead of the right for what it seems like the first time in a generation because Newcastle are so strong normally down the right and all the attacks come down the right what a what a performance from that part of the team today, Ben. To kick off with you, mate, you want to talk about Super Sub Anthony Gordon? I wanted to talk about Anderson, but I will talk about Gordon. Um, I mean, the I, I thought the point is between the, the the two of them. So I think um, Anderson was was key today in getting that performance out of Gordon, and I think um, we've we've seen flashes from Gordon. Obviously, we we had that. 
uh, first half performance from him against Liverpool where he absolutely dominated Trent and then he kind of we, for whatever reason we we just couldn't really get him into the game whether it was him whether it was him kind of fading out of it or or we just couldn't get the ball to him whatever it was but today um, Anderson I thought was key in kind of being that link between the team and Gordon and I think he just gave Gordon options I mean he, he can go down the outside or he cuts in but Anderson was kind of doing the opposite so if he if he if Gordon cut in then Anderson would kind of give him the overlap down um past him and it just gave him options and it, it kind of dragged defenders away and allowed Gordon to to kind of um really hurt um Sheffield and kind of um just just have that kind of penetration to, to, to break through the lines I mean the, the goal he took was a brilliant finish and, and he obviously cuts in and, and smashes one he could have had a couple more um, today but I don't think we, we haven't really seen that kind of output consistently for, for whatever it was 80 minutes or, or however long he was on the pitch for from Gordon he, he kind of fades out of games whereas today um, it was non-stop and I know he kind of moved around he ended up on the right wing when, when kind of changes came on but he was just a threat all day long and, and as good as he's been this season I think he's probably been our best player at points uh, so far that was kind of the, the full package I think that's the kind of a, a taster for, for what we can get out of Gordon for a long sustained period if we can get players like Anderson that link in with him and I thought Anderson was unbelievable in, in what he did today and uh, it's, it's brilliant to see him kind of developing and I think there was a lot of promise in the summer we saw how big a um, pre-season he had um, and it's we're, obviously he didn't kind of really feature much in, in the um, in the first few games but since he's coming in now he's playing a really key role and it's great that we've got that kind of squad depth now to, to have different options and I think he's going to play a big part in the season coming up. Yeah, I think there's, there's plenty of man in the matches today, but Anthony Gordon got it and fully deserved it. Um, and obviously, starting on the bench. I think we said before the game, we wanted to see how you played against Brentford and then AC Milan, so he's probably a bit tired, but we thought, all right, give Barnes a chance today. Um, and he obviously got that chance, but unfortunately got injured. And um, we were talking before the games uh, on the way here saying, look at um, Gordon against Liverpool. We never really, once once he got a yellow card, Trent, he never really did much well as I say did much in terms of he could have done more and then even on against AC Milan their right back was on a yellow card and we thought you need to give him the ball a bit more but today he, every time he got the ball he just looked so dangerous he looked like every something was going to happen a goal was going to like go from it um, to be honest but I love it like in terms of he's, he started off in terms he was assisted for a long staff in the first goal but even his goal because he should have scored about was it a minute before that um, and he Keep I made a save, but he shouldn't have let the keeper made a save really. And he was obviously frustrated from that, but he picked the ball up straight from that and then cut inside. And it was a great, great finish. Um, that he scored, and it was just like he, he knew he'd, what he'd done from there. And we were saying that's the one thing is kind of in terms of stats wise, he needs to do a bit more in terms of creating and be more clinical, really, because we've obviously seen Barnes and numbers last year. But yeah, he just I love how he just. He missed that, and then literally a minute later, he, he got that goal. But yeah, he was just all game really from from the minute he came on. He really changed that game, and yeah, he created a lot of chat. And just yeah, he was he was great today. I love the idea that people who, when um, Gordon came to Newcastle, were like, "He's not an Eddie Howe type of player. He's not mature enough. He he loses his head." Well, 
like that was an incredibly mature performance today to to mark's point like being able to okay didn't get that pick the ball up go again and score the goal in addition to continuing to run endlessly like 95th minute he was still running he was still exhausting um the the sheffield players i just think I like he he got man of the match player of the match I think they call it now but he totally deserved for me like he was just unbelievable today. And to kind of finish off with the left side loving, I just thought Dan Byrne you know again caveat slightly with the the caliber of opposition but they I think uh, Sheffield United once again thought Dan Byrne was the weak point in the first half that they were trying to kind of overload that side they got in in the first ten minutes maybe should have been at the back post but Byrne what I loved about his performance today is that he just he just was like fuck it I'm getting forward you know often accused of, of not being able to get up and support he just provided an option time and time again on that left side to the extent that a lot of the space that Anderson and Gordon had was because Byrne was receiving the ball recycling it but was constantly kind of the furthest player forward particularly when Sheffield Knight was, was sitting deep and I just I love that about his game today that there was a little bit of flexibility there it wasn't just going into a back three when we're in possession and, 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 and allowing Kieran Trippier to be the, the fullback who attacks um, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. The whole back five were brilliant, you know. And, and once again, it's one of those games where the opposition just don't look like scoring, and that's really hard to do in the Premier League. So I will hear from you. I suppose to finish part two, any any notable performances? Uh, anything you want to kind of talk through? I mean, where did the goal start, guys? Where did the goal start? <laughs> Sean Longstaff pops up once again at the most opportune time. But honestly, uh, I do want to talk about that midfield. Anderson, massive credit. Bruno, massive credit. Sheffield United couldn't get out of their half, man. Like we, we dominated that game in midfield and that, that goes down to the engine, the workload, the balance that we showed in midfield and it, it did open up the game for for Gordon, it opened up the game for Miggy, uh, it opened up the game for Wilson, it gave them opportunities and, and as the game went on it just it just got better and better. But yeah, I thought Longstaff was excellent, very worthy of his goal, up and down the pitch, winning things and yeah, just encompassed that Geordie midfield. Um we, we've missed something in midfield and it, I, I don't know now what, what happens next because Tonali and Joe Litton are meant to be much better. They're meant to be better midfielders but my God, I wouldn't let them anywhere near the team when we play like that. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say like Tonali did come on and he was class but I was like, ah, we don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any of this. No, um, I thought Sean Longstaff was amazing today. I was next to Sai. Sai has been like the, the king of the Sean Longstaff fan club for ages and the like vindic the, the the smug I can't explain <laughs> how smug this man was when that first goal went in. He was just so happy. He was making an S and an L out of his hands for ages. <laughs> so happy. I love how much joy you take out of something side that you don't actually do. Like you you don't you don't score the goal, but you take you take the the, the credit for it nonetheless. Um, you are right, though, Sai. That midfield, you know, balance is a word. I don't love the word, um, but you know, I think you know, Joe Linton's early season performances from midfields look a bit off. Anderson comes in, and you know, Newcastle got better, by the way, when Anderson came on on Tuesday as well against Milan. You, you wouldn't. I mean, I don't know what you'll do for Man City because he has to change it. But certainly for Burnley at home, you think you just want to play that eleven, don't you? You want to give that eleven the chance to to start together and do those things again. And, you know, again, Wilson, Isak scoring as well. It's massive. It's, you know, there's so much, there's so many positives. Yeah, can I also just very quickly say, fuck, how cool is Isak? He's just the coolest player ever. That goal he scores, it's another one of his, like, 
get out of my way, please. I'm about to score a goal. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, sorry, out of your way, we will get. Um, I just... This, we could we could sing and on our review show on Patreon we'll we'll do more but we could sing the praises of pretty much everybody on that pitch. I um, have a lot of sympathy with Sheffield United fans. It's not their fault this happens. They they were pretty good today. There wasn't any noise from them even at nil nil. But the you know there's way more in the ground at six nil than there would be at most Premier League clubs. There's a the kind of you know they kind of tried to stick with the team. They didn't really get on their back too much. But fuck me when you're six nil down. And you're like, thank God, Wilson, Bruno, and Almiron are going off, and Tanali, <laughs> <laughs> Tanali, Isak, and whoever else came on, Livermento. You've just got to be like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> get, us, get us back to the championship. We don't have to put up with this every week. Okay, we're going to leave it there for part two of the show. Back after a couple more ads. Speak to you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Part three of the show, I think, Charlotte, we have to talk about context of this win. I talked before about the importance of this week, and wow, Newcastle United almost could not have done any better this week. I mean, it's been an exhausting week as a fan, someone who's been at all three games. A lot of people I spoke to pre-game in the away end today, kind of familiar faces of people who do this podcast, were like, I'm just fucking knackered. I'm exhausted. Like, can you imagine playing? Can you imagine managing or being part of the club? And, you know, to come out of this with three, well, two wins in the league, and then a point in the Champions League is massive, but I know you want to talk about this little kind of run of fixtures we've got and the importance of them in the season and then therefore the context that this results sits in those. Yes, I do. Thank you for that excellent intro. Um, I just uh, wanted to kind of highlight how important it was for us. It was we, we talked about it on the preview. It was so important that today was a very convincing win. A convincing win could have been 3-0 and a good performance, and that would have been fine. Um, obviously, 8-0 and a mint performance and eight different goal scorers was not something any of us had on our bingo card, but very happy with it nonetheless. But you have to think about as well, coming into that Milan game, obviously we, we won, we beat Brentford. That was a really important game, but we... We sort of needed a, a big win because this is a crazy f- three weeks of fixtures. We've got PSG coming up. We've got Burnley. We've got a cup tie against Man City. Um, don't know what kind of team they're going to put out, but you've got to assume it's going to be good, even if it's Man City's juniors. Um, and and I, I just I just can't overstate. I don't think how important today's result, today's performance. Is, is in the context of that, this three weeks. We have talked about it, and I don't know if we've properly articulated, maybe I have not properly articulated, how much 
this was needed um, for the confidence of all of our players to showcase the depth, to instill some fear into our opponents um, for um, fixtures going forward. And I just, I'm just absolutely buzzing that today went the way that it went particularly because in in this sort of I don't think we're halfway through this kind of crazy three weeks um maybe after Man City we will be um but it's it's going it's a really tiring time to your point it's an exhausting time for fans and players alike but probably more players um and coaching staff and getting through it um, will take a lot of mental fortitude and a game like today's game is just going to have strengthened that resilience so I'm buzzing about it Yeah, it's just one of those games isn't it that answers lots of questions like people had questions about Newcastle United's ahead of Brentford when it was, are we shit? <laughs> it was last season a fluke okay we beat Brentford, it wasn't pretty and the questions from that are okay it's fine, we've won, we can defend again can we score, can we create can we do? Can we kind of do things to bad teams that we could do last season that we haven't seen so far this season? To be fair, we haven't played any bad teams this season probably until today, and we've we've just emphatically answered those questions. Can you go to a place like AC Milan and get out of there with something? Yes, you can. And and to answer those questions this week, it just sets up the season or the week at least of this period before the next international break, which is crucial. So nicely, like you know, everyone comes out of today with credit. Maybe it's only a bad day for Harvey Barnes because he's injured and he's 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 gone off Newcastle to look much better with a, a player he competes with for a position. But ultimately, there's just you know Newcastle United. It's been a bit of a strange start to the season. There's been kind of on the pitch problems. There's been a few off the pitch complaints. But ultimately, Newcastle now what like eighth I think in the Premier League with a magnificent yes, goal difference. Eighth in the league above Manchester United. We're still a little bit way off the, the teams that we really want to try and catch. But other teams apart from Man City and Liverpool look like they aren't perfect and and to kind of be in this position after the run of fixtures that we've had it bodes so well and I thought I thought the, the two biggest games this week and I think the the biggest games are always the Premier League games and I say that as someone who who went to Milan who's going to Dortmund so it's not like I, I you know think less of those games or less of Man City at home but the Premier League is the most important competition and to have done what we've done today and to do what we've done against Brentford and hopefully do the same against Burnley, if we can go into West Ham away on the back of three Premier League victories back-to-back, we will be in a fantastic position. And whatever happens against City and PSG, they're a different conversation. But I just think doing this in this competition, the Premier League, is massive in the statement it sends out. Yeah. Probably even to someone like Pep Guardiola, Charlotte, what are you talking about? What team will he play? He might be thinking, fuck, if I play a, a really weak team now, this is the kind of stuff that can happen to you. I just love the psychological aspect of today. It's you, you see it so rarely at this level that the rest of the league has got to wake up and think, fuck, if we if we get behind against Newcastle, if we if we let the game go away from us, we're in big trouble. And let's not forget as well that Newcastle's away record has been fairly patchy. Mm. And we, we kind of do this. We scored, what, five at West Ham last season, four at Everton, uh, four at Southampton. But then there's, there's kind of like not much in between that. And then so to go and do what we've done away from home today, and like Ben said earlier, for, for there to be... Like Newcastle just controlled the space of the game so easily. Again, Bruno Gamares, has there ever been a player announced he's signing a new contract on the pitch before when celebrating a goal? I don't think so. Um, ultimately, you know, j- j- just what a game. He looks back, new contract for him. The club is just brimming with positivity at the minute. I'll just add as well, it's just a really positive thing. Um that 
we got to see Livermento and Hall and people come on because those players are players that really need game time. But where do you find game time if you're coming from behind or if you're trying to chase the game? They're not the players that you're going to be bringing on because it's just not going to work. So winning games and winning games so convincingly just means we strengthen our squad even further because it gives us an opportunity to bring on those younger players, those players who need to bed into the team a little bit more. And it was really class to see them. And they look like they've been playing with the team for ages. Just on your point, Alex, yeah, I mean, defensively, we're saying after Brighton, how we, we couldn't really defend that game, but obviously Botman was missing, and you're saying how much how much difference when he's in the squad, and then we got a bit lucky, definitely, on Tuesday night, and especially that first half, we should have conceded, but these two Premier League games, with him, it's like we just don't look like conceding, um, today at any point, even when it was nil-nil, and it just would never look like Sheffield United were going to didn't like I say Pope didn't make a save at the end of the day um, but even going forward we, we were coming down here and looking at the Everton result last night beat Brentford 3-1 away from home we were thinking that looks our result looks not, not too great because we only beat Brentford 1-0 in the way we did it as well um, but then we've, we've gone and done that really so like I say it's we, we we know we just needed that it was a massive week for us um, and that kind of result we just we just needed really because so far we've like I say we've had a tough really tough start but to, to do that against a team who like I say have been competitive in these games but to do it at their ground as well it's just yeah what, what a great week like to end this week we haven't even had time today to talk through the goals, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a there's a review show on Patreon where I'll ask them, the guys doing that, they have to talk through all eight. So if you want to listen to that, come and join us on there. It's between three and eight pounds a month. Uh, it's been a pleasure to speak to you guys. It's been a pleasure to support Newcastle United today. 8-0 against Sheffield United at their place, at Bramall Lane. Bring on Manchester City. Cannot wait for that. We'll be back with one of these free podcasts probably immediately after that, but from the comfort of our city centre office, not the NCP car park in uh, Sheffield City Centre. Uh, I think we're the only ones left in it. Thanks very much for listening. Really appreciate the support for the True Faith podcast. Speak to you all very soon. Bye-bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.